Today, we're going live in-game for the in-season tournament final. Uh, I'm joined by Thunder, Dan Palio from Roto Baller. This is Fantasy Basketball International. This is Balls Deep. Imagine you with all your complexity, all your imperfection, all your imperfection. Welcome to the Balls Deep podcast, part of the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Today's show is brought to you by Fantrax, the number one fantasy sports platform in in the world, in the universe, everywhere. It's the one we use for all of our leagues. Uh, I've used them for years now. It's really the only one I've ever used. Um, and so if you would like to upgrade your league, hit them up, hit us up. We can uh, link you in with them, uh, we can shift your league over. Whatever you want to do, have a look next year. Dan Palio, welcome. Thank you for taking time out of your evening. It's late there, 9pm. Um, good to have you on the show. I, I sort of hit you up late late notice, but uh, I appreciate you making the time. Yeah, I'm always like getting on here with you, Kingy. Thanks for having me on, dude. And Looking forward to talking some hoops, man. Yeah, so no, only one game tonight. Uh, as everyone is aware, it's not even a fantasy game, so we we can talk about it. Um, it's not going to mean a lot for fantasy. Uh, this week was no. only a, a very short week, two games per player. Um, yeah, that was that was the maximum. It was a weird one. Um, very weird. I will bring up the uh, the box score from the game. So obviously, it's the Pacers and the Lakers in the final of the in season tournament. Um, I'm just going to leave this up here. Uh, it should be updating, I'm assuming. Actually, let me see if I can make it uh, full screen. Is that going to work? That looks better. Um, so we'll touch on this. We'll go back to it. We've got a few questions uh, already that have come in overnight and today. And we'll also touch on the games from last night. There were 13 games yesterday, so there was a yeah. lot. Um, no games tomorrow, I believe. Sun- nope. Sunday is off, so so this week is done fantasy-wise. Uh, so we're looking ahead to, to next week when we get back to normal. Um, just looking at this game quickly, though, um, Lakers are up at the moment. Who, who's going to win this, do you think? Are you on board with the, the whole pace of the momentum, the young Pacers team, or do you think the Lakers are just going to have too much experience? Um, I didn't actually bet the this game because I was, I was nervous that the Lakers might run out of steam just because they are so kind of, you know, reliant upon – AD and um, and LeBron, but uh, I also know that the Pacers really can't stop anybody on in the interior. And <laughs> see already, I mean, what is Anthony Davis? Has he missed a shot yet? Um, Not yet. No. <laughs> yeah, they haven't stopped him in there, and I don't think they're going to stop LeBron either. So they're going to have to outscore the Lakers. And um, I don't know. We'll see that. I you know I kind of thought the Pacers were left for dead the other night, and they came back and stormed back and won. Um, against Boston. So, I mean, I don't want to definitely rule them out yet, but um, I think Lakers will probably hang on here, but it's, uh, it's. I mean, they're still right there. It's only a few possession games. So, should yeah. be high scoring, though. They're definitely going to get, they're getting up and down and they're getting buckets. That's kind of been the way the Pacers want to play and it's working for them right now. So, 
Yeah, you'd think, I mean, what a, we're at 28-23 with three minutes left in the first quarter. So both teams are going to probably push 30 points a quarter and space right. that out over the game. You're probably looking at 120-130 is going to win this. Um, right. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, look, we'll go into some questions very quickly because there's there's a few here. Um, first one is uh, regarding Jordan Poole, um, a pretty popular topic at the moment, not for all the right reasons. Uh, Jordan Poole from a dynasty perspective. He was uh, coming into the season, he was obviously viewed in redraft leagues as sort of a top 50-ish target. Uh, because we just assumed that he was going to come in and take all the shots and all the usage, which hasn't happened. Uh, he's been, I'd say, a disaster this season to yeah. this point. In Dynasty, like what are we thinking long-term here, I suppose, looking next season, next three seasons? Is this something he can recover from? Do we think he gets back to what he was doing when he was in Golden State? Or is this sort of an indication of what, what, who he is at the moment or, or who he is moving forward unless he can get a better squad around him. Because I think we can yeah. we can definitely say that the Warriors were a loaded team. He had much better players around him, so he didn't have that pressure. And going to the Wizards, they have no one. And, and so defences can sort of target in on him and um, have limited what he can do. So who is he moving forward? That's a great question. I mean, I mean, there's so much we don't, we, we don't know that – um, could affect that, I think, in terms of what is he going to stick around in Washington? Is he a guy that they're going to build around? Is he someone that the Wizards end up, maybe they ship him out in the next couple of years in a trade somewhere and he lands somewhere else? You know, what kind of coach is he going to end up playing for? Um, he's certainly not a guy you can just bail on for his career entirely yet, but um, you mentioned it being a disaster. I'm not trying to brag about it, but I kind of I kind of steered clear of him because I was worried that I was worried that you can brag. Was, that's fine. It was going to be one of these situations where you, know, you think, oh, good player and bad team, just a bunch of shots, whatever. But it's not been that. It's obviously been, um, you know, the bad team kind of compounding a lot of a lot of bad losses where he's not playing in the fourth quarter. A lot of games where he's shooting like you know twenty and thirty percent, just completely destroying your uh, field goal percentage. Um, turnovers and they've you know people are clowning him on Twitter with some of these ridiculous shots he's taking. He looks like, looks like he doesn't care. He's just kind of mm. what you know if he's if he's going to play for bad teams and not care and 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 you know he he might just be this guy that kind of oh how good could Jordan Poole have been you know he we thought he was the guy. There've been plenty of guys who've ended up like that. But if I think he needs either needs a, a change of scenery or. Then he, if they can regroup in Washington with some other guys around him and they actually play some, you know, serious basketball. Because right now, if you watch them, they go out there and they just they go up and down, but they don't they don't put much effort into it. They get beat bad every night. It's pretty hard to watch. It is, yeah. They they well they they were sort of the worst team. I think if you look at the first I don't know a couple of weeks, everyone was talking about how bad they were and. Detroit obviously have something to say about that now uh, with the way they're tracking. Um, but yeah. it's – yeah, look, for me, I think with Poole, um, I think I only got him in one league, so I'm not invested in, in him heavily. But for me, the, the worrying sign, as you said, is that he looks like he doesn't care. He just looks disinterested. Right. Uh, dis, like he do, There's no connect there with his teammates. Um, they're not afraid, despite the fact that they have nothing to play for, you would think if they were invested in him, they'd have him out there to close games because 
this is the role we see him doing. But they're benching him down the stretch. They're, they're playing right. guys ahead of him. So that's a worrying sign that, that maybe they aren't invested in him and maybe they sort of are just going to look to trade him at some point. So yeah. I do think he'll be better. Like, I think he can be, can be better. We, we've seen it. Um, but I do think his dynasty value has taken a pretty significant hit uh, over yep. the first two months of this season. So um, in terms of whether you'd hold him, I don't know. I think I'm no dynasty expert. I, I have a feeling he was his dynasty uh, sort of value was top 50, much like his redraft this, this season. He's probably fallen a little bit. If you could get any top 50, top 60 player, I'd probably do it yeah. um, in a dynasty league. Uh, next question is another another person or another player that's that's been in the news and and been sort of on the lips of fantasy managers this season, but for the right reasons is Jalen right. Suggs, um, someone that I've been reasonably high on for the last couple of years, and and he hasn't he hasn't turned out to be the player I wanted him to be, but this season he has. Um, he is out at the moment, um, as we know. Uh, the question is, is he a drop? My IL plus slots are full with Levine and Duran. I have Jeremy Grant and Suggs uh, in the injury plus on his bench. 12 team, head to head, nine cat redraft, waiver wire options to replace Suggs. Hayes, Ivy, Tim Hardaway, Derek Jones Jr., I'm assuming that is, and Cam Reddish. Uh, yeah. Per- personally, I'd hold Suggs if I could, um, just because None we of- don't really have word on. on the length of this injury, and uh, none of the none of those guys are that like jumping off the page. Like no, you know, in terms of replacing him, um, I would agree with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, none. I mean, Hayes has been pretty good the last couple of games, but as I said, Detroit. Who knows what they're doing with their rotation? All right. Um, Same thing with Ivy, right? Yeah, so, I, Ivy's. Just... Uh, Sar Thompson is, is basically not playing. Well, he's playing, but he's not. Featuring, he's only playing 15, 16 minutes. Yeah, Tim Hardaway's very up and down. He'll score twenty points and he'll score six points. Right. Reddish is really just a defensive streamer. Um, streamer. And same with DJJ. He's a streamer too. Yeah. Like he'll get hot when you know Luca's on the bench or someone or Kyrie doesn't play or you know. But he's also just goes out there and is the fifth op- fourth option, stands in the corner for half the game too. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see any of these guys having the long-term value or the season-long value that Suggs has. So I'd probably be looking to hold Suggs if possible. Uh, it is hard. We know Levine is going to be out for a few weeks. Duran, well, he's he's out again. He's been a little bit uh, frustrating with injuries this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's so, the thing with, I was going to say with Suggs, man, like people totally like – Forget that, like, steals are such a, a valuable commodity. Mm. He's at 1.9 steals in only 26 minutes a game. Like, um, I know he's not a great scorer. He's, he does a little bit of everything, but those steals are are gold, man. Like, I, you know, and he shoots a decent percentage as a guard, 45%. Um, you know, I, I think once once Fultz gets back, if that if he ever gets back, I don't know. I hope, <laughs> I hope because I have him in some league. Then yeah. things get murky, you know, things get murkier with the playing time again with those all those guards, but, um, I don't know. I just think to cut a guy with who's got two steals a game is is tough because you can't find that on the wire anywhere. No, not consistently anyway. Like you right. might get someone like a 
TJ McConnell for a two-game right, stretch or something, yeah. but not a not a guy that's going to give it to you night in, night out. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, no, I'd be sticking with Suggs there. Uh, just jumping over into the the Lakers game, pretty much what Hello. we said. They're bang on about thirty points each, um, yeah. closing in on quarter time. Anthony Davis is still dominating. He has missed a few shots, but he's still thirteen and six uh, at quarter time. Can I ask you a question um, about the Pacers? Um, yeah. Before, before we came on, I wanted to get your opinion on this. What I mean, they're very deep. Here's the thing: they're almost too deep, right? Like they got, they got. If once when everyone's healthy, they sometimes play ten and eleven yeah. guys a night. Um, who do you seek emerging from the glut of power forwards with Toppin and Naismith, and when he's healthy, um, Jalen Smith? Those three guys have all been productive. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's. One night it's one guy, one night it's the next. They still have um, Isaiah Jackson on the bench. He's actually getting some minutes tonight. Um, who's like a you know blocks, a incredible blocks guy, just never gets minutes. They have so many guys, um, and it's like, do they? You think they should shorten the rotation up? You think they should trade one of these guys? Like I, I'm, I'm struggling to know what they're gonna do, or they just enjoy having all this young talent and they're just gonna kind of see who plays the best by the end of the year. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, look, I th- I think for now they're just going to enjoy it and roll with who's got the hot hand on on any given night. Um, like you said, Jalen Smith was pretty good early in the season playing in that backup role. He was efficient. Um, Toppin's been up and down, uh, but does seem to be getting pretty consistent minutes. Uh, Isaiah Jackson, he'll be out of the rotation one night, and then we've yep. seen tonight he's got three blocks in two minutes. So that's that's what he can do. So I think they're probably just going to roll with what they're doing at the moment and sort of have a look at where they sit in the standings. I think what they do will be determined by how competitive they are. Beyond, like, are they looking at the playoffs? Are they looking at the play-in? Are they out of that that running? Because if, right. as we know, if, if you make the playoffs, usually, this isn't always the case, but usually teams will shorten up their rotations and as they head into the playoffs, they'll go with seven or eight-man rotations. But... Um, knowing who that's going to be on any given night for the Pacers is almost impossible uh, at it the is. moment. Um, and it, it's... It, they look like a playoff team to me. I mean, I'm, mm. I, I think defensively they obviously are going to run into some problems at some point. They're not going to beat everybody 130 to 125 every night. But um, I mean, with the way the Hal Burton's playing, with the, he, ele- he obviously elevates all those other guys and has made them better. Um, because no one else is a true superstar on that team. Maybe Miles Turner is a, you know, a, a star, but not a superstar. But um, they, I think, in the East, they're a playoff team. They just, like you mm. said, are they are they a play-in team, or are they maybe a six six seed or something? Can they sneak up above the play-in? That's going to be real interesting. Yeah, I think they probably see themselves as a, a f- top four, maybe in the East. Um, I think. Right. I mean, I think we've got the Celtics the Sixers and the Bucks as the top three. Um, right. Reasonably confident. But beyond that, it's uh, sort of open. Like I think there, there's an opportunity for a team like the Pacers or the Magic um, to actually have a bit of a breakout season and, and just make the playoffs, not have to go through the play-in, but just be a, a playoff team. Um, yeah. And the Pacers, whether they win tonight or not, they have to be confident with the style of basketball that they're playing, they're winning games, um, they're pushing good. I mean, they, they're they coming off consecutive wins against the Celtics and the Bucks, who we just said yeah. are basically a lock to be in the top three. So 
it's um yeah look i i think i think knowing who from one night to the next is really hard and that makes it hard from a fantasy perspective because you can't sort of roster one of those guys with any confidence um, Toppen will be picked up for a week, then he'll be dropped for a week. If Isaiah Jackson has two good games, he might be picked up, but then he might not play for a week. It's it's very frustrating, but um, yeah. it is what it is, I think, at the moment, and we need to wait and see. Um, because as you said, defensively, they're not – I don't think they can challenge for the championship yet. Right. But are they going to trade? Are they going to look to trade some pieces to get uh, some veteran defensive wings back or something like that? So. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I think they're in a bit of a um, not limbo because they're, they're heading in the right direction, but right. knowing exactly what they're going to do is is tough. Um, now we'll just touch on the games from last night. It's obviously almost twenty four hours since those games finished, and, and there were a lot of them, so we won't go into too much depth uh, from last night. First game that I've got, I've got the box scores up here on my score on my screen. I won't bring them up on the shared screen. Uh, Raptors lost to the Hornets. Mm. Scotty Barnes, he's, I mean, he was awesome to start the season, cooled off a little bit, had a triple-double last night, 31, 10, and 10. Um, What do you sort of see for him, I suppose, long-term, or season-long? Like, he was a first-round player to open the season, and and I'm pretty confident he won't be a first-round player. But where do you think he ends this season? Can he be a top 25 player? Yeah, I think he settles in there somewhere. I think there's going to be um, – he was really picking up the slack early with um, with Siakam. I had such a slow start. Now they're both playing pretty well. Um, I mean, it's one of those things where uh, he obviously he, – he was playing maybe above his head and above – especially with the steals and blocks and stuff. He was just stat, stuffing the stat sheet um, across the board, and he's not going to be a – He's a good player and a good defensive player, but he's not going to be you know, two steals and a block and a half and all this stuff. Um, yeah. He's going to be the, the inefficiency. I think is starting to show where you know his he's having some poor shooting nights and the counting stats are going to be there, right? Because he's going to play 35, 36, 37 minutes. He's uh, you know going to get those assists and, and rebounds, but I think all those peripheral categories of the the, the steals, blocks, the efficiency going to come back down but i think he could still end up in that maybe, mm. maybe top 25 top 30 range yeah and that's still way plus money for everybody that you know drafted him in the in the 50s or wherever he was going yeah i think so yeah i think i think he's going to end up being a, a good value play this season right. uh, and just one other guy on the raptors who hasn't been good og ananobi someone that i drafted in one or two leagues um probably in that 40 range he's outside the top 100 this season, um, look, he, I mean, he's shown signs in the last couple of weeks that, that he's getting back to where he needs to be. But last night he was 11 points, three rebounds, four assists and a steal, 25% yeah. from the field. For me, it, it's – well, there's two things. It's defensive numbers have dropped way off yep. and his efficiency is just in the toilet, not only from the, the field but from the free throw line. Free throw uh, line too, yeah. Yeah, so – where do you sort of see him? Can can he turn things around um, and and crack that top fifty where we need him to be? Or um, he's got he, a ways to go. <laughs> he does. He does have a uh, long way to go. I mean, I guess it's just. I suppose it's easier to fix those things than to start scoring twenty and thirty points a night. I mean, he's probably 
those those type, typical those categories tend to you know have positive regression over time over larger samples um uh, i don't know i don't i think he probably ends up being here's the thing about it we keep waiting on him to have this kind of breakout or even have this like you know this year where he puts it all together and it keeps kind of fumbling in a way like i, I don't know if it's because Scotty is taking over so much of, of of the, you know, the volume of shooting and whatnot, or, or what it is, but he just hasn't got there. So I think there's certainly hope for him to bounce back and be like a maybe top seventy five, but inside the top fifty is a tall ask without him really starting pumping out some some big lines here. Yeah, I'm a bit worried. I'm at, at this point, I'm just looking for him to get some steals and hit threes. Yeah, when I look at the box score. That's I don't think he's gonna. He's not going to kill you or anything. Like he's not like massively hurting because his free throw percentage is not on a lot of volume. His field goal percentage is not in a huge volume or anything. But um, like you said, you really depended on him for steals, blocks, threes, and you know he's not been doing it. So, so I just thought I'd throw this question. Obviously, this one's right down the end of the list, but it's it's relevant. Talking Raptors, would you rather Scotty Barnes or Kawhi Leonard rest of season? I'll let you go first. Mm. I'll be honest. I mean, Kawhi is always going to be the more efficient player, and, and if you're if you're into efficiency and nine cat and all that, but I'm I'm intrigued with Scotty's potential, man. The triple double potential, nightly, his ability uh, to be the, the guy on his team, the fact that they could entertain a mid season trade of Siakam or something, and then who knows, maybe he goes through the ceiling with some of these stats. So I would probably say, you know, Barnes. Yeah, it's, look, it's a tough one. I think on the surface, for me, the like the obvious answer is Kawhi. Per right. game, I'd go Kawhi still. Um, but there's the unknown. There's the yeah, yeah, right. Like, how many games is he going to play? We we just don't know. Um, he's been pretty healthy so far. Touch wood, fingers crossed, everything. But it's uh, yeah, I think it might depend on your uh, format, it might depend on where you're sitting in the standings, um, that sort of thing, because if you're just looking for someone to churn out numbers on a nightly basis, stay relatively healthy, it's probably Barnes. But if you can take a bit of an upside swing, then I'd probably go Kawhi uh, there. It's closer than we thought it would be. You know, the conversation is a lot closer than you thought it would be two months ago, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Right. Um, so on the Hornets... Quickly, look, it was a pretty balanced game for them. Um, there's not a lot really to talk about in terms of are we adding, are we dropping, anything like that. Miles um, Bridges has been pretty good since he uh, since he made his debut a couple of weeks ago. Um, with Lamelo out, Terry Rozier, 13 assists last night, so he's gonna he's just gonna rack up assists uh, for the next few weeks. I you, do you have Lamelo in any of your teams? I don't have them. Uh, I that's too bad because I really wanted them, and I mm. guess it's worked out so good. I would, I would say maybe maybe add um, Nick Richards in like bigger in deeper leagues. Man, he I know he made some noise when um, Mark Williams was hurt, but he had fifteen and eight off the bench last night too. And uh, you know, in fifteen to twenty minutes, he's a good, solid fantasy player for deeper formats. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, look, he's been pretty good. Mark Williams was back off an injury last night, but only played twenty minutes. Um, yeah, look, I think Richards is is fine in deeper leagues, and and even in some standard leagues, if you all you need is those big man stats, rebounds, blocks, efficiency. Right. Um, as you said, he he can do enough in fifteen to twenty minutes. 
Um, on to the next game, which was the the Pistons uh, getting blown out by the Magic. No Oof. surprise there. Well, we sort of touched on the on the Pistons. I guess the only guy I, well, maybe two, um, Jaden Ivey, Killian Hayes, that that point guard role. Who's starting? It's Hayes at the moment. Uh, he had sixteen, seven, and four last night. Efficient shooting. I think. I think it's. You probably agree that he's looked better this year, uh, Killian yeah. Hayes. So I think he's looked competent offensively, which has always been the the concern is that his shooting is just terrible and you can't have him out there. But he's looked better. Um, I still think Ivy. They should be prioritizing Ivy, but yeah, who I I don't know. I thought um, oh, who's there? Monty Williams was a good coach. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Everyone, is this a, everyone is just scratching their heads because like I don't know. Uh, I don't. We no one really knows what's going on inside that. Locker room and why they all of a sudden, you know, benched Thompson, and he had, the, Thompson was going crazy the first month of the season with these stats, and now he's coming off the bench and they're playing, uh, you know, playing Alec Burks and Isaiah Livers and these other guys who obviously are not part of their future, who are just these journeymen, and like, what are you doing with your star, your star rookies, and like, it's very confusing. Um, and then how long's how long's Duran out for? Two weeks? Two more weeks? Yeah, I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's two to three weeks. So I'd say maybe the end of December, possibly early January, he comes back. I mean, they obviously have no reason to rush him. Back. No, and then so we're gonna get like I guess streamer wise, we're gonna get like Bagley and and even Wiseman played last night, fifteen minutes. Not that he yep. did much, but it's a, it's a mess, man. You really can't like. There's nothing here other than maybe Bojan as far as like if you just want a guy for points and threes. That you can really rely on on the night, and even even he didn't have a good game last night. No, uh, Asar Thompson probably uh, he was the other guy I want to talk about because I've seen him drop yeah. in a couple of my leagues. If, if you have him rostered, are you holding him or are you just going to move on the, and grab someone uh, else? The upside there is just, I mean, if you can, it all depends too. If you're you're in last place versus you're in, you know, in the top half of your league, I would be holding just a little longer because we've seen the potential is just. Phenomenal. So I hang tight if you can. Yeah, it's hard. I, it's I'm, hard. I'm holding yeah. him. Uh, I am, but I do look at him and, yeah, it's, it's yeah, the fact, because it's annoying because it's not his production that, that has no. been the, the issue. I mean, it has fallen off a bit, but the issue is that he's playing 16 minutes, not 32 minutes. So that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, on the Magic, uh, look, one of the surprise packets this season. Uh, Fultz, as you said, I, I, who knows? There was video of him doing pregame stuff. He looked pretty good. I'm hoping that that means he's nearing a return. Um, yeah. It may have been – this might have been a case of the fact that they were just playing so well without him that they right. were able to just go take a month, get this knee right so that so that you're good to come back. I'm hoping that is the case and when he comes back he's healthy because this knee thing has been lingering it has all season. Lingered, yeah yep. and and the annoying thing was that it wasn't anything we were aware of coming into the season there was no mention of a knee injury right so whether it was a new thing or whether he did have this happening in the preseason and they just kept quiet i don't know um i am holding him hopefully we get word that he's nearing a return but uh nothing yet 
Um, do you have Do you have Joe Ingles in any leagues? No, I don't. That, that's uh, your boy. <laughs> he, I've I've streamed him in a couple of times for assists. Um, sure, he's. I mean, it's really fun watching him out there with the young guys. Like he, clearly, that's his roles. They brought him in to be a mentor, and yep. you know, and and he's doing. A, I mean, he's doing a great job. Like I've always, I've always loved watching him. He's he's got a really fun game, and um, you know, fifteen minutes a night, he's still putting up some stats. Like for if you're in like a fourteen team league or something, I don't see why. Why would you wouldn't you know stream him a little bit? Yeah, I think we were a bit like here, not just Australia, but everywhere. I think we were a bit sort of when we saw he signed with the Magic. Uh, the thinking was, well, what is his role here? Are they going to use him? Is he just going to play, be used sort of sparingly off the bench? But surprisingly, I mean, I'd almost say he's he's rejuvenated himself yeah. in this team because last he's season he came back off that knee injury, obviously, but. He was basically a spent force. He was done. He didn't look good. He looked slow. Even playing for the Boomers, um, for Australia, he 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 just didn't look himself. Uh, but he he's looked good. He's found a role. He they they really, I think, respect him in the locker room. I think that's yeah. pretty obvious that he. He just he looks like he's him. having fun out there. Every time I watch, every time I watch him, he's like pulling up with hitting a three, dropping a dime, and like smiling and just like you know yeah. he's like. Like kind of like like Kevin Love was doing with the you know, the young Cavs team a couple of years ago, same yeah. same kind of thing. Just like so good for him. I know you. I know you, I figured you were a fan of him being an Aussie. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think we sort of thought after watching, as I said, after watching him play for Australia in the in the preseason or in the off season, the thinking or the chatter here was: is he sort of done at that level? Like, can he still be a um, a vital piece for us moving forward as a country? Because he has been really important to our success over the last decade and I think we were sort of okay maybe they're going to go with Dyson Daniels and Matisse Thibel and those those guys over him but he's he's very passionate he's a very passionate Australian and he's made it pretty clear that he wants to go to the Olympics and play a big role so I think he's got that motivation as well to prove himself to the coaching staff um, that that he can play a key role so no look it has been it has been fun um I'm going to bring up a couple more questions. Who would you pick up from the out of these three players in a nine cat twelve team format? Uh, Roto, Avdia, so Denny Avdia, Sadiq Bay, Killian Hayes. One final roster spot available. Looking for a player with upside. Danny, no question for me. That's a, that's a. I mean, Bay's right now with Jalen Johnson being out, yep. but long long term, Denny's been fantastic this season. Yep, that's, I agree. I'd go. I'd go Avdia season long, like looking ahead a month, two months, three months. I'd go Avdia. Um, right now, I might go Bay just because of the minutes that he's playing, that sort of thing. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think it's Avdia for me. Um, if he's got a little more, a little more well-rounded game. I mean, Bay's fine, yeah. but the you know, then he's got steals, occasionally a couple blocks. I mean, assists, been passing, kind of running, running the offense through him and Kuzma, like we said. It's not pool really, or even Tyus Jones that runs that offense. It's it, the offense is running through Kyle Kuzma and and Denny a little bit. It's kind of weird the way they're doing it, but I mean, I have him on a few teams. I picked him up right away, and he's he's like what top top seventy five or something this season right now. Yeah, and I think the probably one of the key things here is this is a roto league, and as you said, Avdia gives you a little bit more across the board. He'll give you some defensive stuff. He gets assists, some rebounds, hits some threes. Right. 
um, whereas Bay is a little bit more geared towards points and threes. Yeah. With with sometimes he gets steals, but not regularly. Um, Dang, man. I just looked at this. I didn't realize he was at 12, 5, 4, almost a steal a game, 52% from the floor, 82% from the line. I mean, mm. I, that's pretty sweet across the board. It is. Yep. Uh, he, he's a really good roto guy. On another note, I have Killian Hayes in one league. Would you drop Hayes to pick up Schroeder? Uh, I would, I think. Um, I think, as we said, with Hayes, we just don't know. Like He's probably a good option at the moment, but he could be back to playing 15 minutes a night in a week. We just don't know. Whereas Schroeder, is, he, he's their point guard. Like, right. He's playing big minutes he's every night. So boring, but, right, boring yeah. but valuable, right. Very boring. <laughs> Uh, okay, Jalen Johnson, who we just touched on with the Sadiq Bay stuff. Would you trade Jalen Johnson for Cam Johnson in a nine-cat head-to-head league? I'll let you go first. I have my – I'm kind of a Jalen Johnson truther. So Yeah, look, I, I am as well. Uh, I was pretty high on him coming into the season, not as high as, as he's been. Um, he's certainly – exceeded my expectations i think if we just looked at their if we look at their ranks at the end of the season i think jalen johnson is probably the better player i think he probably ends um above cam johnson so it really depends again context where are you in the standings can you afford a month of no numbers because that's how long he's going to be out for if you can i'd go jalen johnson if you if you just need numbers now you need production I'd go Cam Johnson because I don't think that the difference is significant. It's not It's not like you're trading um, one at, at a sort of low point. Like I think they're comparable, uh, and I think if you throw in that month off, they're probably even more comparable. Yeah. But if you were to have Cam Johnson, you're not losing out. You're not getting a guy that's going to be top 120. He's probably top 70. Yeah, I mean, Cam took a take a little while to get geared up because he was coming off an injury at the beginning of the season too. But um, yeah, I'm just a little bit of enamored with Jalen Johnson and his his defensive stats and his you know rebounding. I think he, um, you know, he's not quite the shooter that Cam Johnson is, but he can just kind of do a little bit of everything across the board, and he just looked so good that first month. So yeah, um, and I, I think for for me, I was. Because uh, I think the concern for for us as, as analysts and, and managers anywhere was what's his role going to be this season? Is he going to come right. off the bench and play 18 minutes or 22 minutes? The fact the Hawks figured out pretty quickly that he needs to be starting, um, that that was impressive to me. I think it only took two games or something and he was in the starting yeah. lineup. So that was that happened a lot quicker than I thought it would. And the fact that he and, and Bay kind of both – are you know, they've made it work with both of them mm. uh, playing 30 minutes of, of, or at least Jalen Johnson playing 30 minutes Bay playing maybe 25 and then obviously it's hurt Capella and people keep waiting for you know Okonkwo to um, to break out but like those guys really aren't if if the Hawks are going to play small and play you know and play those other power forwards a little more so I mean they have they just won too many guys in that rotation for them all to be Hit their hit their potential, you know. Yeah. Uh, just jumping back into the Pacers Lakers game here, we're four minutes out from halftime. Um, both teams tracking towards about sixty points, which is bang on thirty a quarter, which is 
sort of where we we said they'd be. Um, Paces, no one really standing out at the moment. It's pretty balanced in terms of their scoring. Obi Toppin has 10 points in 13 minutes, but doesn't do a lot else outside of scoring. Uh, Quiet night for Halliburton, but that doesn't mean he's not going to end with 30 (laughs) points. We've seen him do it all season where he just blows up in the third quarter. Uh, So we'll, we'll see what he does, but... Yeah, no one really standing out there. Um, Austin Reeves with 13 off the bench. Do you like the way that their Lakers are using him as a six-man this year? Yeah, I think so. I think they started with him in the opening unit, uh, and it was sort of an odd fit. Like, I think we thought he was going to start coming into the season, um, and they figured out that we, we need a little bit more defense with our openers. Austin Reeves as running sort of with that second unit, he can handle the ball a bit more. Because obviously with LeBron there, with D'Angelo there, the ball just wasn't in his hands enough. And he, he wasn't really – I don't think he had a defined role, but now yeah. he does. Um, so he's looked good. And he's sick, I think, tonight. Is that he was – he had like a, cough, a flu or some he, some illness that he's playing through. So um, the fact he's playing and playing well is, is good. Um Anthony Davis, 17 and 10 at halftime. I wish it was a fantasy night. Yeah, um, right. Uh, anyway. I think LeBron uh, LeBron hasn't gone nuts yet, but I have a feeling that he's going to be, like you said, Halliburton and LeBron in the second half are going to be trained buckets. and It's it's yep. it's good, man. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was very skeptical about this whole tournament when they introduced it, but I think the fans have enjoyed it. I think the players keep talking positively about it. Um, even for fantasy this week, it wasn't, it was a minor inconvenience with two games, and but only one game doesn't count. Like, mm. I think they they did it pretty well for the first time. I'll be honest. I think. Yeah, no, I've I've enjoyed it much like you. I was a little bit skeptical as to how serious the players would take it. Um, probably the only issue for me has been the courts. Um, no. Just having played, and I mean anyone that's played basketball or you watch watch basketball after they shoot their free the the. Perfect example. After they shoot their free throws, they come on and they mop, or they don't mop, they sweep or whatever where the players are standing because the sweat, the sweat goes on the the paint, the painted surface, and gets slippery. Now the whole court is a painted surface. Yeah, um, that for me is probably the only thing they need to fix is get rid of that that whole like just put some logos on the floor or or right. use digital imagery or whatever to do it. Um, yeah, but, the least saw a lot of guys slipping. You're right. Yeah, and and that just adds to the risk of hamstring, groin injuries, ankle injuries, that sort of thing. So that would be the only thing that I think um, they could they could tweak is just go back to normal courts. But I don't know, paint them a different color around the sideline or something. But yeah, um, no, all the teams have taken it really seriously. Um, I think this is almost a perfect outcome in terms of the teams that are in the final. The Lakers are are sort of that veteran team that are probably out to show that last season wasn't a fluke and LeBron doesn't have, well, maybe he does have a lot left in the tank, but he's he's 39, I think, very soon. Mm. Um, And the Pacers are this young, fast team that that everyone's impressed with who who are just out to have fun and and win anything they can. So uh, look, yeah, it's been fun. It's for me this whole schedule, this first um, what two months of the season, the, the schedule's been a little bit weird. 
there's been a couple of days off, a lot of heavy slates where there's 10 games or 11 games, yeah. which as a fantasy analyst is annoying. Yeah, um, is. I'd much rather eight Balance games, seven out, yeah. games. Yeah. We'll probably, that'll probably even out eventually. It usually does. Um, I was looking at next week. People were, if you were worried about not enough games last week, I think almost all but like a handful of teams have four games next week. Mm. A couple, maybe a couple teams have three. Um, and so we're going to have a ton of basketball next week. Yeah, we are. Um, all right. So let's go to keep going on the games from last night. Uh, if there's much, we sort of talked about Atlanta, so probably don't need to touch on them too much. Philly, not a lot there either. Kelly Oubre is probably one guy that we could just touch on. Um, he started the season very well, and then he had his his little incident, which put him yeah. out for a, a, however long he was out, a month, three weeks. Is he a 12-team guy moving forward? Um, he was pretty efficient to open the season, which I think he's going to drop off. Yeah. He, you think he, he can pretty have sustainable value or? Fringe, I mean, fringe 12-team, maybe streamer type, unless, unless something else happens because they, now that they brought in like Batum and Covington and those guys, they're going to, they're going to play those guys for their defense, and um, I don't think we're going to see Ubre playing. You know, the, at one point he was playing like 25, 30 minutes because they really needed him. Um, I think they have a luxury of now having more depth, and that he'll probably be in that 20, 25 minute role. And he's a gunner. I mean, he's going to have big nights where he gets hot, but I don't think he's going to be a real steady guy that you're going to hold on to in 12 team leagues that often. Yeah, I think he'll probably end up being a little bit like a Sadiq Bay. Once the Hawks are, are healthy, yeah. he'll just be a points and threes guy who you you add for a week and then he just goes cold, so you drop him and, and string yep. someone else in. Yep. Um, Washington, blown out by the Nets. Again, no surprise. Washington are terrible. Uh, we've talked about most of their guys. Bilal Kulabali is someone that's... I don't know. He's on the fringe. He, he's, you pick him up and then he doesn't play. Is he sort of a stash? Is he someone that you think could have more value down the stretch this season? Yeah, just basically because of those. I mean, he didn't get him. He didn't have any last night, but those defensive stats like are so tantalizing. The steals blocks. Um, I think he's a stash or he's a guy that you want to, if he once, once the, you know, the wizards, tear it down. I don't know how they would tear it down if they shut some guys down or what. But um, he's certainly a guy that I think that last month or month and a half or two months of the season who you want to have your eyes on because um, he does have a lot of a lot of potential. He's still, he's still very raw, man. Like even, even now, even two months in, he's still incredibly raw out there. He is, yeah. He's um... – He's he's up and down offensively, especially like his right. scoring is is really up and down. But if you look at his, just pulled up his game log from the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's played at least twenty five minutes in six straight games. Um, he's had multiple steals in three of those games. So there's enough there. I think he's doing enough that you can roster him now and just hope that in two months he's playing thirty three minutes a night and has fixed or just he's worked out some of those offensive kinks where he can sort of consistently give you 12 points a night, 13 points a night rather than six and then 15. Um, but no, I, I like him and, and it would make sense that the, the Wizards would prioritise him at some point. Uh, on the Nets, they're a team that's probably 
playing their best basketball at the moment. They've looked pretty good recently. Um, we know who we're rostering there. Spencer Dinwiddie, I still think, is someone that you that should be rostered despite um, his efficiency issues. He's, he's killed my yeah. goal percentage. <laughs> For uh, a mean, assist, assist, you know, he... He's gonna he's gonna have like he had nine assists last night and yeah he's gonna be that guy he's still he's still running the offense but with, especially with Ben Simmons down for we don't know how long so yeah well on Ben Simmons um, God I I was somewhat high on him this season and I thought it sounded like he was healthy whether I was duped I don't know whether this is a new injury whether it's related they haven't really said where this no. fits in terms of. That what he's had in the past, but um, are, are we holding him? I, I mean, I've been asked that question. Do we do we hold him or do we just drop him and move on? Um, I would say I, we got to hold a little longer. We're still pretty early in the year here, and get an idea of if this link if this draws out past you know the holiday into the January, then then at some point just cut bait, but. I would wait for another update because, you know, every few weeks you get an update. Uh, he was playing well. He was putting up some nice stats across the board for what he does for, you know, for who he is uh, when he was playing. But uh, I would I would wait another, what, couple weeks and see if we get another positive update. But I don't know. I'm a little bit pessimistic now because maybe he's just a guy that's just injury prone and this yeah. is who he's going to be for his career, which is, would be sad because he's a good, good ball player. Yeah, it is sad, uh, very unfortunate, but we might be heading down that that road, uh, sadly. Uh, Knicks lost to the Celtics, uh, high scoring, 133-123. Uh, for the Knicks, again, we, we know who we're rostering here. Uh, they did make a change. I think Quinton Grimes went to the bench in this yep. one. Um, Josh, Hart is, Josh Hart is someone that I drafted in a few spots coming into the, the season and I've subsequently dropped him. He's been a little bit better the last week or two. Is he rosterable or is he still just someone that is on the waivers? You grab him if you need some rebounds. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, I think he's got that point where he's he's not going to be consistent enough. Um, he's always going to rebound the ball a little bit. He had seven assists last night, which is kind of hmm. fluky. He typically doesn't do that. Um uh, he's not a great steals or, or defender, and, you know, that kind of stuff. So he's really just threes, rebounds, points. Uh, and when they were hurting earlier in the year when they had um, R.J. Barrett out, missing some time, and he was playing, listen, if he's, if he's playing 30 or 35 minutes, of course he's going to put enough counting stats up. But I think he's pretty much in that category of streamer or, you know, got to put on your watch list for when somebody gets hurt. Uh, on the Boston side of things, um, Porzingis returned last night, thankfully. I was able to move him out of my IR spot in a couple of leagues. And the question I've probably been asked, well, maybe the most after the last week, is do we hold our Horford now that Porzingis is back? Um, uh, last that's... night's game probably didn't help build my yeah. case. No, he shouldn't be dropped because he had 14 and 10 um, in 27 minutes. But... Do you think this was more of a sort of Porzingis, he's coming back off a calf injury, he's going to be slightly limited, he only played 29 minutes. Do you think Horford is someone that can be dropped in 12-team in leagues or do we hold him I, just in case? 
it's really funny because this morning I just added him in a 12 team league where someone dropped him because I'm I'm a sucker for Big Al. Like I <laughs> he he always finds a way to to get it done. I mean, even in this stage of his career, and and how do we know how long Porzingis is going to stay mm-hmm. healthy for a guy who's been injury plagued as he is? I mean, he has a role on this team. Even when they're all healthy, it might only be a 20 to 25 minute role, but he he passes. He's averaging a block a game at at that age. Um, I just think you could do so much. He's such a fantasy friendly player that if he's on your bench, he's not hurting you in any way. I the, it all depends on your team. If you're loaded, you could afford to drop him, and there's another uh, really high upside guy that you could pick up. Sure, but like I, I'm a sucker for some of these really steady, dependable. Uh, balanced guys. I grabbed him and I had a, you know, I had a, I think it was Joe Ingles or someone like that to cut. I had a, I had a guy I could cut. So keep, just keep your eye on Alfort. He's going to have some nice nights and he's going to have some nights where either Chris Tapps is resting or hurt. And he's not, he's certainly not done just because Porzingis is back. I don't think. No, look, I think you, I think you can in certain situations. And, and if you're not worried about scoring, I think that's probably right. a big thing. You look at his line a lot of nights and you go, he only got six points. What, what's the value here? But work your way down his box score because he'll obviously yep. he, he might get you seven rebounds, four assists, a block, two threes, yep. and six points. So yeah. have a look at everything else he's doing before you drop him. Um, yeah, I think he's one of those those guys that can be rostered in certain situations. But if you if you're in a position where you just move on and, and grab a, an upside player. Yeah. Um, Timberwolves keep rolling. Uh, they're sitting atop the West at the moment. They beat the Grizzlies pretty easily, which based on what we've seen from the Grizzlies is not surprising. Nope. Um, not really a lot probably on the Wolves' side. Um, they're fairly healthy at the moment. Jaden McDaniels is nearing a return, but he wasn't doing much from a fantasy perspective anyway. Uh, yeah. Troy Brown's been a little bit surprising this season. Um, yeah, well, it looks like Anthony Edwards got hurt and left. Three minutes in, huh? Uh, yeah, he might have. So I didn't see the game last night, but I do know he only played three minutes. So uh, yeah. what was the injury? Yeah, okay, hip pointer, which we've had a few of those. Bam is dealing with a hip injury Bam, at yeah. the moment. Um, so, look, maybe this is a week off. I, I don't know. Uh, Kyle Anderson, he's sort of been on the fringe, as he always is. Yeah. Is Troy Brown someone that you would consider picking up if Edwards is going to be out? Yeah, it's either him or Shake. I mean, Shake Milton played twenty-one minutes, had seventeen and two and one. Uh, Troy Brown probably by the for the first guy though, and obviously Kyle Anderson too if he's yeah. sitting on waivers because he's going to be the guy for assists and and uh, more of your peripheral stats. But they're so they're so balanced, man. They just they're like one of those teams where you know they don't have to have anybody. I mean, look, Rudy Gobert scored sixteen, Cat had twenty-four, like. Conley at 19, like they just kind of like plow through people. So it might be one, it might be, um, it might be, you know, Alexander Walker one night. It might be Troy Brown one night. Who knows? It's probably hard to guess who's going to pick up all the slack, but all those guys are interesting to an extent. They are. And, and I'm loving seeing the Wolves finally playing well. Um, yeah. Putting it all together after last season. Uh, Grizzlies look they're hard to even talk about, let alone watch. Mm. There's there's really not much there. Jaron Jackson, uh, Desmond Bain are obviously must roster 
players. Morant is close. I think he's about a week away. Is that right? Four four games? Something like that, that yep. Um, Marcus Smart is probably in that ballpark as well. He's probably about a week, a week and a half away. So both of those guys could come back at the same time. So a question that I had, uh, and I think I wrote about it in in our article, maybe was selling high on Desmond Bain. Um, yeah, I think so. Is that yeah. is that what we need to look to do? Because he's he's been awesome. Um, he's, and, and yeah, I, he'll continue to be very good. But if you could get a top twenty player for him, would you do that? Absolutely, in a in a heartbeat because he um he's always been a good player, an efficient player. Uh, but like he's not going to be putting up thirty five points a night. Uh, when John Morant, this, John Morant loves to shoot the basketball, um, and is going to you know take a whole bunch of usage away probably. Um, you can make the argument that if they're playing better ball, if they come back, you know, Smart comes back, and they're playing, they're start winning. That overall, that's going to help Bain in the long term. But I absolutely think it's a sell high point um, for him, for sure. What about what do you what do you think about? Um, Aldama, like he's the only other guy that really stands out to be that's like maybe would cons- consider rostering in a standard league. Yeah, look, I, I haven't added him anywhere. Um, he's he's had some good games, but he follows that up with a nothing game, and, he, yep. and he's, the minutes there. I think the Grizzlies every game are basically just trying to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks, and it. So he could play thirty minutes for two games in a row, and then he'll play twelve minutes. Because Tillman might be going off, um, yeah. or David Roddy might be having a good game. John Conchar is is renowned for having these blow up games where he almost gets a triple double. Um, <laughs> Jalen Noel has looked pretty good since they signed him to. I think he's on his second ten day contract at the moment. So I don't mind Aldama if if you if you can deal with the ups and downs. He probably is okay and, and good enough to have rostered, but that's probably going to change as soon as Smart and, and Jar are back. Uh, Luke Kennard yeah. also has to come back in as well. So they've got they've got players who are probably ahead of him in the rotation coming back in in the next week. Yeah. So And David um, Roddy's going to turn into a pumpkin here too, probably. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, Cleveland beat Miami. Uh, Darius Garland, if, if you have him, don't worry about the low minutes. He just had four fouls in like six minutes or something yeah. last night. Yep. So uh, he still finished with a really strong game, but that was why the minutes were down. Um, look, they are who they are at the moment. They're, they're relatively healthy. Um, Max Struess is probably someone that warrants a bit of discussion. He's been really good this year. He has been. And I'm a Cavs guy, so I can I can weigh on on some of this. I watch just about every game, so... Uh, the Cavs kingdom, we are very happy with Max Cruz and what he's done. Um, by the way, last night was the Dean Wade game because um, uh, Evan Mobley was out. So like, I'm, a, I'm one of those guys who's like, what are we doing with Dean Wade out there? He doesn't take any shots and he's playing 25 minutes and he plays defense. He's whatever. But um, yeah, so anyways, the Cavs are finally getting it together. Um, yep. You know, obviously our expectations were they'd be a top four or five team in the conference. Uh, when they're finally all fully healthy, I think they're they're pretty good. But f- from a fantasy standpoint, they're all they're pretty predictable. Like they're mm. you know, Donovan's gonna go out and do his twenty eight and six and uh Garland is kind of because of Donovan settled into twenty and five or twenty and six and I mean Mobley's the one guy who I guess has like probably still a ceiling that we haven't hit yet. 
because of his defensive stats and his passing. And if he can eventually start developing a three-point shot too, you know, he's going to be just out of this world. But, um, yeah, sorry not to rant too much. I wanted no, to ask you, about, ask you about um, a guy I stashed or didn't stash, picked up three, four weeks ago and still I'm still getting results for is um, is J- East Coast JJJ, right? <laughs> Yeah. Jack is like, what do you think about him? Is he could be a guy we can hold on to once Tyler Hero's back? Has he earned a spot in that rotation? He played 34 minutes last night off the bench. Um, they only played eight guys, they played Josh Richardson 30 minutes too. But I've been impressed with him, man. I really like his game. Yeah, no, look, he, he's been good. He's obviously made the most of, of a favorable situation here with Tyler Hero out. Um, Haywood Highsmith has had an injury. Bam's been out. They've just had one or two players out. It's not always the same players, but they just seem to have injury. Butler misses games. So I think if they were fully healthy, he probably would be, well, would struggle to put up 12 team numbers, but we just don't, that might not happen all season. They're never Um, healthy. They weren't last year either. Yeah, at all. Course, till the end of the season, and they went on a run to the finals. Yeah, know? that's right. So, I think if you've got him, you just hold him. Uh, and even if they do get all their guys back, I wouldn't just go, okay, look, now he's only going to play 24 minutes or 22 minutes. I'll just drop him. Wait a week because yeah. within that week, they're probably going to have another two injuries to deal okay. with. So, um, yeah, look, he, he's been he's been good. He's a perfect fit. I think when he was drafted, everyone said he's a perfect fit for Miami. Uh, in terms of heat culture and that sort of thing. And and that's been proven right. And so hold him and and just see what happens. Um, yeah, he's been a real nice early ad for me for, across through a couple leagues, and hopefully people get on on that. Um, anything else with this game or no? Uh, no, no. Like the uh, – Struess was someone I wanted to just touch on oh, because yeah. is he – is this who he is now? Because I think coming into the season, we thought he's probably going to have a role, but he might be one top 120, top 140, uh, and he's been – where are we? I got him at 59 been, here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's pull him up. Is anything – like, is this sustainable? He's four, about 14 points, five and a half rebounds, four assists, a steal, three threes. Three threes, yeah. I, I mean – I guess it all depends on what happens down the stretch. The big talk amongst Cleveland fans is, will they make them? They didn't make a big trade last year. Will they make a trade for a wing player like a, like a, like a Brandon Ingram or someone who might be available who would be um, more of a scoring wing? Because they're they're set with their 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 two guards and their two bigs, and you know I don't know. Like I think they, I think he's been. Every bit as good as advertised. Um, I've, I've been impressed with his defense. I've been impressed with his um, his ability. I I didn't realize he could kind of drive the basketball like he has. He's not just a spot up shooter. He's very athletic, um, and so you know perhaps he's maybe a sell high right now. Like he's not going to finish at, at fifty nine or sixty, but I think he's top seventy five if he keeps playing thirty five minutes a night, uh, surrounded by good shooters and good. You know they he's surrounded by other good players and you know he, they find him he's going to knock down open shots in a, on a good team so uh, i don't know i i think he's going to be just fine probably unless unless they were to do something drastically to change his role which he's pretty locked in right now to the big role yeah look i i think i mean 
yeah, look, maybe you trade him away, but if you're not getting a top 50 player back, I probably would just hold him because you right. you wouldn't have invested much in him. You probably got him off waivers or at least with your last pick. So I would just hold on to him and, and see how this plays out. Um, next game was the uh, was the overtime game between the Warriors and the Thunder. Entertain, entertaining game. Um, the Warriors are another team whose fantasy value is pretty set at the moment. Um Albeit, like someone like a Clay Thompson, he had 22 last night, but he's been pretty bad this year. Uh, he's, I think he's outside the top 200. It's, yeah, he's been bad. You don't, I mean, you, that obviously takes all categories into consideration, but he is who he is. He's points and threes, but he just looks like he's lost a step to me. Um, he's yeah. really just relying on those spot up threes. Doesn't, can't really beat anyone off the dribble. So he, I, I didn't draft him anywhere and I'm not, I'm not disappointed that I that I didn't. Is he like is he droppable? Do you think could you drop him and would you get more value from streaming his position or is he still doing enough that that he probably should be rostered? I mean, he's right on the board. I mean, depends on the size of your league. Depends on you know how competitive your league is. I'm just pulling off his stuff right now. Just make sure I'm looking at it. I mean, I guess because name brand only, he's still rostered in ninety percent of leagues, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, we were just he's his numbers across the board, other than a few more points, are lower than Max Struess. We were just talking about Max Struess. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's two points higher, but he's lower everywhere else. No defensive stats, inefficient, forty percent from the floor. Um so maybe drop a bull in like your in your ten team leagues and your shallower formats, probably on the on the borderline if you're you I don't know what you're hope I guess you're just hoping for improved shooting because you're not gonna get any more rebounds or assists, or this is that's just who he is, you yeah. know. If you if he starts shooting at forty five percent and making you know up to twenty points a game, then now you're talking about what you thought you were getting out of Clay, I suppose. So there, I mean, there's a discussion. Would you rather have Struess or Clay Thompson? I think if we'd had had this discussion coming into the season, it would have been Clay. For right. me, it's Struess quite yeah, easily, quite Very easily. Yep. yep. Um, so there I'm you close. go. That's that's where we're at with Clay Thompson. Um, How about um? Oh, I was going to say, what about uh, Jonathan Kaminga had twenty four and twelve off the bench. What do you? Uh, he's been so up and down. What is his role on this team? Like, I, I mean, they he played a lot when Draymond was out and Draymond was suspended. Yep. Um, he still kind of leads their bench guys in minutes, but he's he's been hard to roster. I've I've picked him up and dropped him a few times because he just disappears at times, and then all of a sudden he'll have a huge game again. Yeah, that that's the issue with him is that he will have these games like last night where you go, well, this he has to be rostered, but he might only play fifteen minutes in the next game. The Warriors okay. haven't really locked in a rotation yet. Um, they've talked about making some changes. Uh, I think Moses Moody is going to be very similar. He'll he'll blow up. He'll have thirty minutes in a game, and then uh, and then he'll sort of fade back and do nothing. Like he only played 16 minutes last night and did nothing. So if you streamed him in, then that was a waste of a of a transaction. Um, Dario Saric has been really good for them yeah, as well, playing 20, 22 minutes off the bench. Uh, Chris Paul's been injured. It's, it's, it's sort of hard. It's one of those situations, a little bit like the Knicks situation uh, or the Grizzlies situation where you have your, your elite guy, like the, the fantasy guys you have to roster, and then there's a bunch of about five guys that on any night could be 12-team worthy, but actually knowing who to target, it's 
it's really just a roll of the dice and you hope that you you get lucky. Um, so this, those sort of situations I tend to avoid. Uh, personally, I'd rather go for someone with a with a that, that's sort of what I look at. One of the first things I look at is their role, their mm. minutes. Are they consistent or are they 15, 30, 21, 12? If, they, yeah. if it's a player like that, then I tend to avoid it. But if it's if their production is inconsistent, but their minutes are all are around if it's 26, 24, 31, 26 again, that is who I would prefer in that situation. If you um go over to the OKC side for a minute, yep. I got ask I got to ask you a little bit because I get asked about this guy all the time, uh, the Josh Giddy thing, mm. like take take the off the court thing away, just his play on the court this season, even before all that stuff came out, has been. I mean, he's outside the top two hundred. Is it is it just a product of it being Shea's team now and and um, Jalen Williams taking on a bigger role? And Chet taking on a bigger role, and him being the odd man out, kind of in that offense, uh, or is it in his head, or what's going on with Josh Giddy? If you, I didn't know if you had any insight. No, look, I think it's probably a little bit of a little bit of the head mental kind of thing, like with everything that's going on off the court. Obviously, that's it's got to be a distraction for someone that young. Um, who like the the latest on this is that it happened a couple of years ago, so he probably thought it was done, and for yeah. it to just bubble to the surface again for whatever reason. I think it has to be impacting him. But even before that happened, he wasn't playing well. So I don't think we can put it all down to to that. I think right. it is just that, I mean, the Thunder are a good team and their Chet has come in and basically looked like, he, like he's looked awesome. There was no yeah. ramp-up period. He's just looked great from night one. Um, Jalen Williams is playing really well again. He, he was a little bit slow like, like Giddy, but he's turned things around over the last couple of weeks. They've got Cason Wallace there. Isaiah yeah. Joe, they need him on the floor for his floor spacing. Giddy doesn't have that yet. So I think he's almost that odd man out. As you said, he, he's, mm -hmm. he's still really good, but he's not good enough at any one thing to need to be on the floor. And the Thunder have shown over the last few weeks they're happy to bench him. They're not yeah. playing him down the stretch. So, yeah, look, he's. I think his upside is too high to drop him. Because um, I, th I mean, we, yeah, I had him in the discussion around top fifty, top sixty this season. I thought he was going to come in and and they were really going to put the ball in his hands a bit more, but it hasn't been the case. He, he's one that I really missed on. And well, a lot of people did. Is you certainly weren't the only one. I mean, I think I don't think anybody saw this huge of a fall coming. Maybe you yeah. know, maybe a small a small thing in his numbers, but it's been massive. But uh, yeah, I would I would agree with just you just hold right now and just or bench him and just hope that you know things work out. The off the stuff off the court stuff takes care of itself and that you know he finds his role on this team. But uh, right now he looks lost. Uh, one more question. I'm going to pop this up, then we'll fly through the rest of the games, and I'll let you get out of here. Um, how would you rank these guys in a nine cat league? Jaden Ivey, Eric Gordon, Emmanuel Quickly, Josh Hart, Malik Beasley, and Pat Williams. Um, I got my first guy. Number one, Pat Williams. I'm on the train. Let's go. <laughs> I just picked He's, him up in a league uh, last he night. He looks great. So he, and, he, he and Kobe White are going to be the, the, the future of the Bulls. They're going to be there when all the, the trades and stuff are done, and yep. I'm, I would be buying those guys everywhere. 
yeah, look, that's probably who I'd have won at the moment just for ups, pure upside. Um, he, he's And what his role might look like in, well, it could, it could be two weeks. I mean, Levine might never play for the Bulls again. We don't know. Yeah, right. Um, quickly, uh, quickly's role, like quickly and Hart for me, uh, as I said, they're in that discussion of their role is just up and down. You don't know what they're going to do. I'd probably rather quickly just because he had, I think he has a, a safer floor. Yeah. Eric Gordon, I mean, he's been incredible to start the season. Um, yeah. But Beal is going to come back eventually. Um, right. And he's Booker been, is, he's taking advantage of Grayson Allen being hurt a little bit too. Yeah. And Booker yeah. missing time. When they're all healthy, he'll, he'll fade away pretty quickly. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, Malik Beasley's been pretty good for the Bucks. Uh, they, yeah, they I like need. yeah, I like him there. Yep. Um, so I think, I think if you were looking at at a twelve team league, I would say Pat Williams, Beasley, quickly, and probably quickly, Eric Gordon. At the moment, they would be like they're all must roster guys. And yeah. then I think if in a month you might find that it's Beasley, Pat Williams, and maybe quickly. But I think Ivy probably drops off, Hart in and out. Gordon probably drops off. So, but yeah, I think Pat Williams for me would be number one at the moment. Um, and on the Bulls, they beat the Spurs. Pat Williams had a good game, 20 and six, three assists, a steal, a block, efficient, hit two threes. Um, so I think, yeah, you just need to go and add him. Kobe White's been incredible the last, I don't know, where is he? Two weeks or so, or a week and a half. Yeah, I'm just pulling up his, his numbers. I know he's been good because I've got him in a couple of leagues. And, and we had a lot of people earlier in the season saying, do we drop Kobe White? Because we sort yeah. of preached you need to draft him, take him with a last-round pick because he's going to be their starting point guard. And uh, He didn't play well to start the season. He was His points were up and down. He wasn't doing much. But over the last ooh, last two weeks, he's the 16th-ranked player. Yeah. Um, top I mean, 50 a, over the last month. He really is a different player with when Levine's not out there. Like, you can see he's aggressive. He's going out for the going to the hoop. Like like when Levine is such a ball hog, um, and I'm not a big Levine fan as you can tell. But um, in, between him and DDR, like you know Kobe White is standing there behind the three point line waiting for the ball. Like if the ball's in his hands, he's a totally different player. And um, I think you know if you're a Kobe White fan, this is the time now to like get excited because I think they've mm. even the Bulls recognize that they've got something there. And they know that it's not Levine and, and DeRozan's days are over. Who knows what happens with Vucevic, you know, in terms of him staying yeah. or going. He's fine, yeah. but, yeah. Yeah, and I do think, like, Kobe, looking at his numbers, he's he's sort of up at 50% over the last week, 48% over the last two weeks. I don't – so I think his shooting will drop off. There's going to be sure. a period in the next few weeks where he's going to – He's going to go three for 10 or something like that. Um, and people might start to panic again. But for me, we've seen enough that even if he goes through one of those slumps, you just hold him and you just wait for him to come out the other end. Yeah. Um, uh, on the Spurs, oh, Wemby was strong, 21 yeah. and 20. Um, Sohan was back. Where are we? He was back in the starting line. I don't know what they're doing there. Either, they're doing, oh, it's all over the place. Yeah, um, Vassell wasn't great, but we're rostering him. Obviously, Zach Collins moved to the bench, but we're but still was rostering better. him. Like Trey yeah. Jones was better off the bench too. Look, eighteen and nine. Like yeah. I don't know. At the end of the day, those five guys are the guys you want: Johnson, Vassell, Wemby, 
Jones, Collins. I think Sohan, Sohan maybe is your sixth guy that. You yeah. Know. But those are the, whether they're starting or or coming off the bench, those are the five guys that you want to mess with. with. Um, outside of that, I don't see much else that you want to. No, no, get involved not. with. Uh, now the the Rockets beat the Nuggets. Another really good win for the Rockets. They've been uh, not as great over the last couple of weeks, but this was a really good win. Um, Shingun's been incredible. Um, yeah, man. He's he sort of exceeded all of our expectations. So he's not awesome. much to talk about there. Um, mm-hmm. Jabari Smith, I think he's looked better. Uh, he was someone who I drafted in a couple of leagues, and then he started out and he went, oh, is this just the same Jabari from last season? But but he's mm-hmm. looked pretty good the last couple of weeks. So what do you think his ceiling might be this season? People, I mean, he's been a guy that people were thought was you know, like top 50 you know, type player. Um, it's tough because is he ever going to really get enough shots Um in that offense with, with Jalen Green and Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks loves to shoot the basketball. I just think he, you know, he, they don't, they don't really run much for him. The stuff that he gets all comes kind of organically like in the offense. Um, and so his scoring, but I think he's rebounding and his other stats are, are fine. I just don't know if he's ever going to be, as you can see, he was the low scorer on the starting unit because yeah. they don't, they don't really run any, run any offense for him. You know, he's just kind of out there and athletic and get gets his on his own. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, almost a little bit like an Al Horford, but a younger version. Like he's not yeah. – he might only get you eight points, but he could get you 12 rebounds, um, yeah. two blocks. He'll hit a couple of threes. Probably doesn't have the passing game that, that Horford has. No. Um, but but he, he fits that mold a little bit where if you're hunting <laughs> points, I think he's still – a viable, um, very viable fantasy option. Yeah. Um, for the Nuggets, look, they're a pretty boring fantasy team as well. That you oh, don't yep. really need to dig too deep. Um, KCP is someone that's on and off waivers and has been for the last three years, I think. he's, But he's one of those guys, like I said, his production goes up and down, but his role is always the same. So if yep. I was looking at someone like him um, or someone like a, an Aldama or these guys that, that are playing minutes all over the place. I think I'd rather KCP because he's mm. going to get that opportunity every night. Um, that's sort of my philosophy, anyway. There, um, the Reggie so, Jackson fairy tale is coming to an end, like, apparently. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. Uh, Sacramento beat Phoenix. Um, yeah, look, Sacramento, another pretty boring team. Harrison Barnes just don't roster him. I'm, no. Um, he does get consistent minutes, but he he never sort of gives you enough to be a twelve team player. Nope. Um, Not while Keegan's think, healthy. Yeah, Keegan's killing yeah. him. Yep. Uh, Malik Monk, I th- I think should be rostered. I think even though he's coming off the bench, he's playing enough and he's doing enough. Um, I'd rather. Would you rather him or Kevin Herder? Probably probably Monk. Yep. Yeah, I think he Monk just as well more usage off the bench and. More of a consistent role. Once, you know, Herter was fine when when Fox was hurt for a little bit there, and he got to be the guy. But he he's he's the third fourth option on the starting unit. I'd rather have Monk coming off the bench, gunning like he does. Uh, Clippers beat the Jazz. Clippers. Speaking of teams that run a shallow rotation, they only <laughs> ran an eight man rotation uh, last night. Um, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden. We roster those three. Zubats. Probably needs to be rostered as well. Yeah. Um, Daniel Tice w- was out, so that sort of helped him 
a little bit with his minutes. Yeah, forty-two last minutes. Whew. Yeah, uh, they that's, don't have another. that's never happened before. I don't think. No, they just don't have another center. So with, with Tice out, so um, and with Plumley, Plumley will be back probably soon. I don't know, two three weeks, I'd say. Yeah, uh, I'll that. Is Westbrook worth rostering? I'm not a fan. Like I, no. I don't think he needs to be rostered. No, no, no. Um, Norm Powell, look, if you need points, stream him in. But stream him. He's, yep. Yeah, he's again. He doesn't. He's not consistent uh, for the Jazz. Keontae George still available in some leagues. I I don't know why. Um, I again minutes are there. He, he's giving you assists. He's getting some defensive stuff. The points are are a bit up and down, but I still think he needs to be rostered, doesn't he? Yeah, should be. Yep. Yeah. Um, Kessler is back. Kessler is starting. So finally, uh, finally, the yeah. o- the Oma Yurtsevan fairy tale has also come to an end. He didn't even yeah. play last night. No. Uh, so you can go ahead and drop him. Uh, Dallas beat Portland in the last game of the night. Dante Exum. Um, There's your guy. I saw there you. There he is. He, he started. Uh, he's Look, they won. They played well. I figure he's probably going to keep starting. Kyrie Irving. Good for him, foot. man. Um, so, yeah, great to see. Um, we, we love him over here. He, he's yeah. one of these guys that's never really put a foot wrong. So... He um, had such a promising. I mean, when he was coming out, I remember when he was coming up, coming to the league. He yep. was so promising. He was so athletic, and it's cool to see that he's kind of found his way back. And um, I was, I saw that final stat line. And I was like, wow, man, good for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but- no, he, he's really. Uh, it's in, probably. I mean, it's great to see the numbers, that sort of thing. I think what's most impressive is the way he's been able to uh, reshape who he is as a player. Because as you said, when he came into the league, it was all about athleticism, right. what he could do with the ball in his hands. But because of Point his card. injuries, he's he's worked on his shot. He's, he's got a good three-point shot now. Um, he uses his strength and his body, a little bit like a Luca. Um, who, mm-hmm. He doesn't have that speed anymore, but he's able to manipulate defences and, um, yeah, look, it's been it's been really encouraging what we've seen from him. Uh, go and pick him up if... if I don't know what he's going to do rest yeah, of the I mean, season, but it's one of those things where Kyrie's always hurt, or seems like he's always hurt. Yeah, um, Luca takes his game off every couple of weeks, and you know, like one of those situations where he could go off. Um, but maybe he's finding. I mean, they really did, did have a hole on the wing there too. I mean, mm. they've been trying to find someone. Uh, they keep rotating through Derek Jones, and obviously they like Hardaway coming off the bench, but. They really kind of had a hole there anyway, so maybe he's the answer there. That's that could be a long term thing. Who knows? It could be. I mean, he's a he's a point guard essentially, but he's got that size to be able to play yeah, on like, the wing as a, as a small right. forward. So, um, and funnily enough, he he's probably benefiting from an injury to Josh Green, a fellow Australian player who's oh, out yeah. at the moment. So I think that's helping him. And yeah, look, and, grab him and, and just see what happens. Um, Josh same Green with, wasn't. He wasn't exactly setting the world on fire anyway. No. So he was not playing that well. So. No, he wasn't. So, so no, look, it's – yeah, it's fun to watch. Derek Jones is probably another guy that probably needs to be rostered at the moment. I'm not yeah. – I'm far from convinced that this is sustainable, but no, I picked him up about a week ago and he's been great. Steals and blocks and, yeah, I mean, it's all there. Yep. Um, what, what about with Portland? Are you stashing like Jabari? Jabari Walker is really interesting to me. I traded for him yeah. in the – the dynasty league, uh, the thirty team. What do you think now, or do we want to wait? Want to wait till 
late in the season and kind of mess with him. Yeah, look, it's he's he's probably not doing quite enough to to just be rostered on his merits right now. But I think we've seen over the last couple of weeks that the Blazers are okay giving him minutes. He he's been playing uh, bigger minutes. He had twenty six, I think twenty seven last night. Um, only had 10 points, three rebounds, two assists. But look, Jeremy Grant, I mean, he's not a picture of health and, and also they're not going to prioritise him given no. where they're headed this season. DeAndre Ayton, well, I didn't draft him and I'm pretty excited that I didn't draft him. Um, yeah, Brogdon's out again, so he's probably going to be traded. So, yeah, look, I think in Dynasty, God, who, who did you get him for? I swapped. I actually got him and John Collins for Kessler, and a, and it was a, and a draft okay. pick. Yeah, it was a pretty decent. I, I needed a forward bat. I had too many centers, yeah. and Kessler. I was you know I was kind of Kessler was struggling a little bit. I was a little frustrated with him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was real happy with that because I, I kind of needed another prospect too. I had, so I was yeah. I'm, I'm excited about him. I have him and Chris Murray on that same team, and I figure both of those guys will probably get. Some extended run down the stretch when we get into March and April. Yeah, yeah, I think he will. I think Jabari Walker will be one of those players when we get um, into January, February, who who is possibly getting thirty a night. So, if you can stash him in a redraft league, I probably would consider it. Um, Anthony Simons is back, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> got him in a few yeah. of my teams. I've got him in our Roto Baller staff league as well. Yeah, he's so going nuts now. He's he's gonna he's gonna go. I mean, if they do trade Brogdon. Uh, you yeah. know, he's going to go nuts. Yeah, it's it's good to see him out there. They didn't really ease him back in either. He just came no. in and, and was was good to go. So happy to have him back. Scoot Henderson, uh, probably the final guy we'll just touch on. He's been dropped in a few leagues I've seen. Is he a little bit – I mean, he's been disappointing. I don't think we can argue that fact. But yeah. is he worth holding? Do we think that he – a little bit like Jabari Walker. Once we're into January, into February, is he playing thirty-four minutes a night and sort of scoring double digits, getting getting assists, that sort of thing, or or is yeah. he just going to struggle? I think at some point he's got to turn it on. I mean, he's still going to be an inefficient player if you can't stomach the field goal percentage because he's not shooting the ball well. Um, he's not really a great three-point shooter yet in his career. Um, if you can, but I mean the steals and the dimes and that stuff. If he's going to end up playing a lot of minutes, you'd think that that would come too. Especially in these teams that are bad teams, tend to get into these kind of up and down game. We see that you know they, they just play backyard basketball a lot, where they just get up and down the floor, and there's a lot of scoring and there's a lot of stats. So I don't think you can just say Scoot's going to be bad yet by any means. Uh, no, no, I think he's. I think he's worth, yeah, stashing if you can. I think we, we've got to give him time. He he's, he was injured too, like so he hasn't played the whole season. So right. Um, all right. So I will let you go. the The Lakers and the Pacers are still going here midway through the third. Uh, Lakers are up by eight. Austin Reeves still going off, twenty two points off the bench. Um, Anthony Davis again. It's not a fantasy game, sadly, but he's got twenty two and fourteen with three three blocks. blocks. Um, just doing his thing there. Um, I just need I need 13 assists from Halliburton, and I need 30 points from LeBron for my prop bets. That's all. 
I think we're getting we're we're within range. We are. Yeah. If it stays close, yeah. LeBron's at nineteen. Yeah. You would think he'll there'll be a he'll go on a little run here. He'll score like eight points in a row or something. So right, he'll be close and thirteen assists for yeah. Look, Halliburton's still only got nine points and has only shot five field goals. That that is yeah, that's bizarre. That is weird. Um, and again, yeah, again, if you look look down the paces box score here, no one really standing out. They've all got sort of between six and ten points, really, except for yep. Aaron Neesmith. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go and flick this game on now and watch the end of it. Me too. Um, I will let you go and watch the end of it as well. Uh, before I let you go, just let people know what's happening at Rotoballer. Well, you know, we've got a ton of NBA coverage, whether it's DFS, whether it's season-long uh, betting. I help write some of the betting content. And then, of course, you have been doing our um, – every Friday our – buy sell kind of trade article and i think we're going to boot up here in the next couple of weeks uh a mailbag for you so if people want to write in and ask questions and you could kind of pick out some of those uh those questions you get just like we did on the show here tonight yeah we're going to get you another article because you're doing some great work for us as well so definitely check out road baller for nba all of it whatever you need yep yeah we'll be yeah we'll, we'll probably launch into that in the next couple of weeks i think um yeah. Once I'm once my work wraps up, my my proper job for the year, um, I'll have a, a bit of time so I can get into a bit of a rhythm. Um, that will do it for today's show. Uh, remember, you can check out all of our content over at fbibasketball.com, uh, including the Discord server. Uh, we've got a lot of people. I'm starting to try and do more um, sort of Q and A's in there as well. Uh, you remember, you can check uh, check out all of our content at um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. YouTube, where we are now, give us a thumbs up and subscribe. That would be great. Until next time, catch up. You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.